right, that's all the time we have. Our next guest is Brother Don Bassana from Marytown Franciscan Friary, the National Shrine of Maximilian Colby. He's on deck, and we'll be right back. Thank you for being a part of the WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio share Stay tuned for more community hosts and opportunities to pledge your support. Call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit our website, wsficatholicradio.org to make your tax-deductible pledge. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this third day of the WSFI 88.5 FM share We do wish you a Merry Christmas, and we want to thank you so much for the support you've shown, not just this past year, but with the past four years. That's why we're extending a very special invitation for you to come to Mass with us tonight. We will be at the Church of St. Patrick, or St. Patrick's Church, it's in Lake Forest, Illinois, for the 6.30 Mass, and it will be offered by our latest uh, member of the spiritual advisory team of WSFI. For those of you who may know him, his name is Monsignor Robert Dempsey, and he will be offering the Mass, and then afterwards we'll be having a beautiful little reception. The WSFI team will be there, including Patrick McCaskey, and we want you to be there. There's no charge. You don't have to RSVP. You just have to show up. It's at St. Patrick's Church in Lake Forest in the main church there. I just understood from a listener that there's actually two different chapels, but we'll be in that main church and then in the community room. So come on by. We have wine that was donated. We have Joan is making her world-famous meatballs, so you can't go wrong with that. And, um, and we'll have a beautiful time, and we'll be thanking God for the four years and asking his blessing and guidance on the future year. So for those of you who are just tuning in, we're in the third day of our share And this is it, folks. This is our year-end last fundraiser. We're asking you to please support Catholic Radio. We're your local Catholic radio station, and we are so grateful to be here in Libertyville, Illinois, broadcasting to northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin, as well as the Diocese of Rockford. So we have a big listening area to cover, but we want to be very local. So we're asking you to please call in. This is how we support our radio station. We don't run car commercials or all those other things that you hear when you turn on the air. You hear Catholic radio. And so we want to be your voice. The number to call is 224-206-8455. We have some wonderful giveaways for you. We have a spiritual goodie bag that we've been talking about all morning. And our next guest, I'm sure, is very familiar with a lot of the items that are in that goodie bag. So before we get started, I just wanted to tell you that it was just a delight to have Father Boland on the air. And I think you're going to love our next guest. Our next guest, for those of you, we, I know we have a lot of listeners that go to Marytown in Libertyville. So you're going to be delighted to learn a little bit more about Brother Don Bassana. We call him the doorman because after Mass, I don't know how he does it, but I'm usually racing to get back to work because I'm on my lunch hour. 
And Brother Don's right there smiling and holding everyone's hand and shaking the hands and greeting them just like Solanus Casey. But what you might not know is that Brother Don Bassana is originally from Texas. So he doesn't talk much. He's very quiet. But he's a, he has that Texas accent. And uh, he says that he first met the Friars in Assisi, Italy. Oh, my gosh, my patron saint is St. Clair. So he met the Friars in Assisi, Italy in 2003. He is a delayed vocation and was self-employed for 16 years before entering the conventional Franciscan Friars in 2010. Since 2010, in his short seven years as a friar, Brother Don has been pleased with the guidance by the Holy Spirit in a unique manner and continues to receive signs and insights directing his spiritual journey. Brother Don has been featured in the print international edition of Messenger of St. Anthony and on TV with an EWTN affiliate station. And today he's making his radio debut. And Brother Don will share some of his insight about these events that he's been guided by. So welcome. Okay, yes. Thank you very much. That was kind of a long introduction, but we, <laughs> we got to get you warmed up here. So, Brother right. John, do you see that piece of paper in front of you? Yes, yes. Do you see those big numbers on the top? Yes. That looks like a phone number? Yes, yes. Can you just just call it out there? Okay. What's the number yes, that we yes. want our listeners to call? 224-206-8455. Uh, 224-206-8455. Yes. Perfect. That's Perfect. So, Brother Don, tell us, I'm looking at your story here, and it uh-huh. mentions you were about to marry in just a few months. Yes, And yes. then all hell broke loose, or right. all heaven broke loose. <laughs> right, yes, that, that's right. Uh, it kind of felt like a mixture when it was happening. Uh, basically, you know, I had, uh, I, I, was, I fell in love, I brought my girlfriend up in a hot air balloon, and, and then uh, brought my fiancé down. And uh, so I was in my, my master bedroom. I had a three-bedroom, uh, two-bathroom home in my master bedroom, brushing my teeth, talking with Jesus, and saying, you know, Jesus, I'm getting ready to make this lifelong commitment, and I haven't even brought it to you. Can you give, can you give me some sort of sign? Is she the right one? Am I doing the right thing? And I had no sooner finished that thought when I heard a noise in my master bedroom. I was, and so I stepped out of the master bedroom, my toothbrush still in my mouth. I stepped out, I was looking around, and I saw the picture of my fiance and I that was on top of my TV fell over. <gasps> I could not believe it. I was stunned. I, I looked up for the, to see if my fan was going or what, you know, the, it's not like there was a earthquake or anything. I asked for a sign and this picture fell over. It threw me off, not only because it, it happened, but because uh, also, it wasn't the the sign I was looking for. I was looking for a little no, pat on the back. You're doing course, good, Don. Yes, blessings. Yes, yes. Uh, and I just couldn't believe it happened. So I didn't know what to do. How, how do you tell your fiance you have to break off the engagement because you're brushing your teeth, talking with Jesus, and this sign falls over? I didn't know what to do. I went to bed, kind of just uh, disturbed that night. I woke up the next day, and she came over to the house and. One of the bedrooms I had set up like as an office, uh-huh. and so she got on the computer and used the computer, and then she left. A couple hours later, I went in, and when I went in, uh, I saw that she still had her email up. I saw her ex-boyfriend's name on there, and I clicked on there and found out that just a month prior to that, they had an affair. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and that was clear. That was clear signs. I mean, I didn't, uh, you know, at first I was wondering was it, it, it how about that picture falling over and did I really interpret that right oh as this was to be gosh. but then Talk the next day sign. yes the next day I mean that was it was clear and it made it easy for me uh, I actually it didn't make it easy it was 
you know, it was a difficult thing. There was a lot of, I mean, there was a woman I was love, in love yes, with, going to spend yes. the rest of my life. And it was at Christmas time. We had spent Thanksgiving with my family. We we're going to go to Dallas with her family. And, you know, so it was a very difficult time, but very, uh, there was no doubt at that point. There was no of doubt course. those signs that happened like that. Our Lord let you discover the, the duplicity there. Yes. And it was a blessing because, um, you know, it, it could have gone into marriage sure. and then I discovered sure. later and sure. that, that would just been a whole nother you were uh, spared yes absolutely oh my those blessings are merciful and blessings. And so what did you do next well um the, I, I, you know I, I called it off and um it was Christmas Eve so she still went to her family uh-huh. I stayed I didn't want to go to my family because I was all in tears and didn't yes, want to ruin their Christmas so, yes yes <laughs> so I actually stayed home that Christmas by myself and then uh the next day I called my family because they were over at my mom's and so forth they uh-huh. gathered and told them about what had happened and and, and even then it, well it was still in the emotions of everything else some it was a blessing that you know he answered my prayers in that way and let me yes. see that yes. and spare me um because what you know it could have been children and other things sure. involved stuff sure. like that so it was it was really just uh it, it was um so d- then did you broke up with her obviously oh yes 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 called it off absolutely yeah and then that was kind of the beginning of my journey uh looking back the beginning of my journey toward becoming a franciscan um it was one of those things where uh, you know, the I didn't hear that proverbial whisper. My mindset wasn't there. I was kind of like the seed that fell in the path and the, and the, and the weeds kind of choked up, the yes, weeds of the yes. world saying, this is what success is. This is what you need to do. And so being self-employed, you know, had a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home, a little two-door, five-speed BMW, I was just all focused on uh-huh. worldly success. Sure, sure. And um, so then I, I just I didn't hear Excuse me, can I interrupt? Were you yeah. working at the time? Yes, yes. What uh, were you doing? Uh, self-employed. My brother and I owned a company, and uh, we recruited doctors for the state of Texas and oh my. got them certified as designated doctors, which was um, a little niche that the uh, legislation created to try to um, get rid of all these huge lawsuits when someone was entered, yes, entered on yeah. the job. They try to have like a little formula established. So uh, self-employed for 16 years before I joined the fire. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, continue. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes. No, that's right. Um, so wh- where was I in the point of story? Well, this, uh, so uh, you about becoming Franciscan. Yes, yes. And that it. was, I did not hear, you know, it's not like I heard the little whispers along the way guiding me this. The uh, It was the proverbial low that I had to have because I was just too slow. I was too involved in everything else and didn't hear that. So that was kind of the thing that led me there and. After a year after this happened, I was still, you know, continued working and everything, but I was not um, happy. Uh-huh. Th- I wasn't finding happiness and so forth. And I told my brother I want to take a little time off. And I actually, I, re- I took a year off. I re- um, got a little two-bedroom, one-bathroom casita uh-huh. in Mexico. Ooh. National Geographic said it was the second-best climate year-round by oh. Lake Chapala. So I was a block of half away from oh. Lake Chapala. How beautiful. It's been a, uh, it was a lot of expats over there. So a lot of Americans and Canadians were in that little village yes. and spent some time there. And I really, uh, that's when I started getting rid of a lot of my, um, you know, name brand things. Like I had these ne- these $80 shirts and yes. $250 shoes. C- crazy stuff that I was yes. just spending money on because... You know, that's that's, what you did. that's how you show yeah, success. Yeah. You buy these things and say, "Look what I can do." You know, <laughs> so I kind of got rid of all of that while I was there in Mexico. I was still going to the daily mass um, and met a lot of people there and had a good readjustment. When I came back, uh, 
and started working again at Paramount Resources, I knew that just it wasn't right. Oh it, it wasn't. It wasn't it there. It didn't fit anymore. It did not. It was no longer uh, something that I had a drive to do or a desire to do yes. anymore. Yes. And uh, and so I remember then I was at. Uh, we had 24-hour adoration in the uh, local church where I was going to uh -huh. in Austin, Texas. And um, at the end of the hour of adoration, I was praying to Jesus and saying, you know, Jesus, uh, if marriage is not in the cards for me, what do you want me to do with my life? And I never remember asking just that directly. And just as clear as I'm sitting here talking to you, I heard, join the brotherhood. Oh. And I, I couldn't believe it. I looked. Heard those words. I heard those words, join the brotherhood. I could not believe I, that someone was talking. I, th I thought someone was talking. I was looking around. There was only one other person in there. And, I was, and then I just realized that this was my answer. He's giving me a, another answer. But what does that mean? I don't understand. You know, like, so I went to bed again something. after hearing this uh, sign. Went to bed again, kind of disturbed, not knowing what I'm supposed to do. And the very next day, I woke up heavy with St. Francis on my mind. Oh. Because I had been in 2003 to Assisi, where I uh -huh. met the friars for the first time. Oh, okay. Had a very powerful spiritual experience really? over there. Yes, yes. And had I known at that time that there was such a thing as uh, religious brothers, I might have joined right then and there. But I thought there was just priests. I thought it was religious priests and diocesan priests. I uh -huh. didn't know about brothers. Um, and I just never felt called to the priesthood. So anyway, it, it was. I woke up that morning. Um, St. Francis is heavy on my mind. I Google him. I find out that he was a brother and not a priest. And so I read all about him, and then I contacted one of the friars that I kept in contact with when I went to Assisi. I had his email. Contacted him and talked to him and said, Francis was a brother. What is this? He told me all about it and so forth. And he said, you know, the, the friars are over in San Antonio. You should go meet him. And I was... I was living in Austin at the time. The friars were in San Antonio, yeah. And I went over there and met them, and, you know, just kind of like one thing led to another. It was just like when I walked into that friary, uh, it just felt like I was walking into home. Oh it felt like gosh. a, It felt like um, just a, it's a great, warm place to be. The friars were, it was at dinner time actually. Um, the friars were eating and just having a good time and conversation. It was just like it was like a big family. It just was. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, I felt what like this is where I belong. What a beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. How the Lord led you yeah. step by step, really. Yes. Yeah. He took you by the hand. Yes. <laughs> oh. And I, I didn't share that uh, that part of the story with the friars when I met them about you know. Uh, talking with Jesus when I'm brushing my teeth yeah. or anything. I didn't yeah. want them to think, uh, ooh, oh. here's this guy. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> he no, thinks Jesus is talking to him, you know. Cool, that part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I waited a year before I shared that part with them because oh. uh, I, was, I was concerned. You know, I didn't want them to think I was some uh, kooky guy who's no, talking to Jesus here in his no. voice or something. <laughs> but, but the fact that you have had these amazing signs yeah. is remarkable. Yes, like, yes. God doesn't usually like speak to us like that yes yes and I, I think part of that like i was saying is because I, I was just uh i was missing the other signs looking back on my journey now i can see multiple times throughout my life where uh he was calling me uh -huh. and i just uh was it was drowned out by the noise of the world and what success really? said and so forth really? yeah yeah so oh, uh, i love this i could okay. keep going oh, i know i know you have a lot more so hold on oh okay yeah hold i didn't on. know uh, folks, we're in the midst of a share and Brother Don here has the most inspiring story uh, of, the, of the day. Um, would you let us know you're out there and call us? We need that phone to ring, 224-206-8455.
give us um, a, 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 a jingle because we have some lovely gifts for you. And this is our last day. By the way, we'd like to invite you uh, to St. Patrick's Church tonight at 6.30 in Lake Forest and come to Mass. Monsignor Dempsey is going to be the celebrant. Then wine and cheese and meatballs afterward for WSFI listeners. So please join us and let us let us meet you. We are, we're dying to know you and love you as we do. So come if you can and call us, 224-206-8455. And I'm betting, Joan, that if Brother Don says it, okay, good. maybe those Miri Towners, maybe those Miri oh. Towners, <laughs> you're telling all that story, the least they can do is call and right. make a pledge. Right, What's right. What's that number, Brother Don? It is 224-206-8455. 224-206-8455. Yes. You know, you were just, I could hear you when I was doing my little work here yes. uh, and you were talking. You said that you were called to be a brother and that you might have wanted to be a brother if yes. you had known about it earlier. Yes, yeah. So for our listeners, what what's the distinction between a brother and a priest and uh, why were you more drawn to that? Um, I, why I was more drawn to that, I'm uncertain. I just felt like maybe that's where God was calling me because it was one of those things where, you know, in the discernment process, you have to take a look at... Uh, you have to be open to the Holy Spirit, open to be the guidance in your life and to see uh, where the Spirit and wants you to go, where God wants you to go, what is His will for your life. Um, and so like with a priest, uh, priests and brothers, priests do a lot of the sacramentals. Brothers, yes. brothers do not engage in the, in, the, in the sacramentals. We take the same vows of uh, poverty, chastity, obedience. We live in the same house and uh, engage in the same prayer life, the exact same uh, prayer schedule that the priests do and things like that. So we all live together as a community, but the duties and things that we do vary. So like a brother, is uh, his um, options for ministry is a lot. I think the gamut, sp it spreads the gamut because we have a brother, um, Tim, who is a librarian, has been a librarian for years. He loves doing that work. Then we have another brother, um, who works on the tribunal? Uh, really? Uh, yes. Yeah. Which brother? Do you mind my asking which brother is that? Uh, this is brother Nick. He's in oh. Indiana. Oh, uh, Indiana. okay. I don't know if yes, I met him. Yeah, How beautiful yeah. is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, go ahead. Keep and going. Have, uh, brother Paul Clark, who is uh, he started out. He go. He went to nursing school. He liked it. He got his doctorate in nursing. So he, he's a. Uh, he has his doctorate in nursing. He's working at a hospital. So th there's just so many different things, you know, like uh, that a brother can do to uh, work outside, to help um, get some funds in, to assist with the ministries and things of that nature. Now, I saw in, in your write-up, yes. what caught my eye was the one about the prison ministry and jails yeah. that you mentioned. Yes, yeah. Have you touched on that yet? No, no, I have not. So well, are you talking about like uh, the prison ministry like before, before I went? Before, you yes, said your yes. grandfather, I think, yes. was involved in yes. that. Yes, he was. Uh, he used to go to the local jails and... Uh, I lived with my grandfather for a number of years, and he would wake up early in the morning, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, and sit there in a little breakfast uh, nook and read from the New Testament. He knew it backwards and forward. And he would go to the local jail and visit with people, and people called him preacher and things like that. They really enjoyed their time with him, when they spending with him. And so some of them asked him if he would uh, come to their house after he was released, after they were released from uh, from the jail, and he would. And so since I was living with them on the weekends, he invited me if I, if I wanted to go with them to their homes. How old were you? I, I was in high school. So you were in high school? Yeah, yeah. 
isn't that interesting? You know, there's a fear in our society, I think. I don't know if people have run into it, but it seems to me there's a fear yeah. of getting involved with people who have been in prison. Yeah. And even after they've served their time, there's this residual yes. concern. And yet your grandfather invited you as yeah. a high school person yeah. to go into their homes <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. He wasn't afraid you'd be kidnapped or Nothing. any of that stuff. Nothing at all. It was total trust in the Lord. And I never felt any fear either, even when we, you know, made that little crossover the proverbial wrong side of the track over to the neighborhoods where they live there was no fear there was nothing any concern at all it was just I was with Papa this is what we do we're going out to you know for ministry for jail and it was it was a beautiful experience we would go into their homes they would sit invite us in we'd have drinks and you know, cookies or things like that and they would talk about things that's going on in their lives and then he would tell me okay uh, Junior, turn to this because I'm a junior. He never called me by Don. You're junior. Right. He always <laughs> called me Junior. Okay, Junior, turn to this chapter and verse that and read to him. And so I would read, and then he would tell and associate how the things in the in the Bible are telling the guidance and the for the issues that they were just sharing with him that's going on in their lives. Wow. And that's how that's how well he just knew the the New Testament back and forth. Was he Catholic? Yes, yes, very, yes. I'm just surprised. Yes. <laughs> you know the old thing about the Catholics in the Bible? <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you ever heard yes. that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yes. for those of you just yeah. tuning in, I'm trying to pack pedal here. You're listening to <laughs> WSFI Catholic Radio. That's Joan McHugh talking, not Angela. That couldn't be Angela that just made that comment about Catholics not knowing the Bible. <laughs> now, what's the number they can call, Joan? Oh, 224-206-8455. And Joan is in the studio with that handsome husband of hers. Yes, he just came in to, just to came. listen to Brother Don. Yes, to hear Brother Don Tom McHugh. What a what a beautiful story you have, brother. Yeah, I'm oh, just so you. touched. I I mean, I see you at Marytown, but you know, you never know what yeah. what's behind the face yeah. until people open up their hearts, and it's very very moving. Yeah, oh, to thank see you. how how the love of the Lord in in you, and how much He loves you, and yeah. led you, and. And this is why we have Catholic Radio, is to be a local Catholic radio station, Brother Don. It's the greatest feeling in the world because, you know, we're not constrained by, if you're a big, we're, we're affiliated with EWTN, but we have the power here locally to bring to our, our listeners' attention these great evangelization stories. They're like, uh -huh. how could you not, how could anyone hear that story, Don, and and not love it and yes. see the uh, length that our Lord went to yes. yeah. to keep calling to you back. You, but, you. but his grandfather sowed those seeds at an early age, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then also on my on my mother's side, those uh, religious. So there were, I had uh, two uncles who were priests and an uh, aunt who was um, sister of St. John Bosco for like over 60 years. And so those wow. great influence on both sides of the family. Well, he's one of our patron saints. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, John Bosco. We, well, I'm Italian. All right. So, you know, Don Bosco, he was like numero uno. When he did, my dad loved sports and was a teacher. Uh -huh. And he started in the Catholic schools. He would go out and he would start football teams and things, and he would be a coach. And he died on the feast of Don Bosco. Wow. So every time someone in our family, whenever, if you're born on a certain day, you uh -huh. die on a certain day, it's a sign. You know, right. it's always a sign. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. But do you think that's true or is that <laughs> just us? No, I absolutely believe that that's, uh, you know, the things that I'm sharing are signs and things that happen, you know, like people don't recognize them sometimes. I think they, they kind of just um, brush them off as coincidence or, or what do y'all think about that? But there really are signs that he's no looking to talk. Yeah. And, you know, we did get a call. Hold on. I want to do jingle bells in the background. Oh, I've been good. doing that okay. every time we get a donation. 
That's it, folks. Jingle bells, jingle bells. We have a new donor that just called in. She is from Milwaukee. She's across the Cheddar tur- Curtain. I'm betting that she's a Bears fan, but I don't know for sure because she's in Kenosha. So either way, we want to say thank you so much. Um, her additional comments are Susan and Jason Myers. Susan, thank you so much for calling in in our share And we pray God bless you and keep you. And we are going to send her a fantastic gift, aren't we, Joan? Yes. So uh, where, where are we in the gifts? Like, well, we I would say she's... of gifts. Yes. Well, she's going to get a beautiful spiritual goodie bag. Good. With everything she needs to completely evangelize all of Kenosha, Wisconsin, I think. Good. And if she needs more, we can send her more. And I think we might want to send her in my daily Eucharist. Oh, I'd love to send you that. It's our mo- my most popular book. It's a bestseller, Daily Reflections on the Mass and the Blessed Sacrament, the and Real Presence. That's right. And she is the first one. We've been keeping track of these parishes. She is the first person from St. Mary's in Kenosha to call. So I think we might want to spring for it and give her a Mary Immaculate Queen Yes, our poster, poster. here. So it's there you go, Susan. Today's your lucky day. You're getting all these gifts and all these uh, showered upon you. <laughs> now listen, I'm going to have to do the rundown at noon i'm going to go and i'm going to look and say okay which parishes do we want to thank yes. and then you can figure out what who's missing from that list yes it's, it's like good. saint nick naughty and nice <laughs> <laughs> with that number you can call and then we'll go back to brother don's story is 224-206-8455 and we haven't gotten any calls from marytown yet nope We're no waiting. one who says marytown uh-oh We're okay waiting. brother don brother don you know that son johnny be good Right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. Right. (laughs) Okay, so where where were you in your your little pilgrimage? Because I think you should write a book. I do too. (laughs) You know? I do too. Yeah. You have so much to talk about. Yeah. About how the Lord has blessed your life and is in your life. Yes, yes, absolutely. And answers your prayers. Yes. Blessed beyond my merits, no doubt. Um, You know, because I was. In in life, you know, there's always. Seems like there's times where you know you're closer to the Lord, times where you're you're not. And so during my college years, I remember I was, uh, I, did, I I continued to go to mass and everything, but I wasn't as active as I became later, or as I was early and became later and so forth. So, I just uh, feel like during that time, sometimes I refer to it as the dark years yes, with a college, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, you know, just I feel like there's so much that I need to make up for when I when I was kind of straight away yes. and did things like yes. that. So. I'm blessed beyond my marriage, no doubt. Now, but the the college years were before all this happened to you with the yes. engagement. Yes, so yes, forth. absolutely. So mm-hmm. then continuing on uh, to learning, uh, to wanting to become a brother. So mm-hmm. what, how did you then, did you just, how did you decide where to go? Uh-huh. Well, um, the I was living in Austin, Texas. The friars were in San Antonio, Texas. And... Um, I called up the friar, the friar down there, who's the vocation director. Uh-huh. Talked with him, and he uh, put me. He he said that I was uh, beyond the age of when they normally take in um, uh-huh. uh, the uh, candidates and so forth. Yeah. But he would guide me to another community where they accept older recruits. Oh. and I said, "Well, uh, can I at least come down there and meet y'all?" I mean, I kind of feel like I have a call to Franciscans. Oh yes, you can come. We ha- we're having a come and see uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, and a come and see is basically where they open up the friary for anyone who may be interested in becoming uh-huh. a friar so you can come and see uh-huh. what a day in the life of the friar is like. So we had that come and see a couple of weeks. And so I uh, 
went to the come and see and met them and I just felt like this was where I, I was supposed to be you know as I said when I walked into the friary it felt like I was walking into home it was yeah. a very peaceful feeling I felt like this is where I belong and so then at the end of this weekend, uh, there's a little time slot where you can sign in and if you want to talk to them about, you know, uh, getting more information. And so I signed up and told the vocation director, I said, I, I said, you know, I think I'd like to join. I think I have a call. And he was like, okay, and, and what's your name again? <laughs> you know, they had just met me out of the blue. Here's this guy who calls up and two weeks later. He's saying he's wanting to join. It's a little bit different because uh -huh. normally they meet the people and kind of, you know, yeah. get to know them and things like that. And that's what they told me. He said, you know, normally we got we like to get to know people for a year before we uh, enter into the program and so forth. I said, get to know me. I said, isn't it like a six-year program before I can make my final vows and join? And he started laughing and and he said, yes, yes, it is. But, um, you know, you haven't even been to like a second come and see. We, we'd like to have people come to, um, to, you know, at least two come and sees. And there will be a next one here in San Antonio at this same time. Why don't I just give you my card? We'll keep in touch. And I said, well, next year in San Antonio, but I, I'm, I'm self-employed. I can go anywhere. Is there another one happening someplace? Yeah. He said, well, there is uh, in, a, in a few months at our at our mother house in Indiana. So he gave me his card and said, stay in touch. And on the bottom of his card, it said, uh, this is the vocation director who hands me his card. The bottom of his card, is, it said, join the brotherhood. And I freaked out when I saw that. He asked me, are you okay? He could tell. I was visibly, something happened. And I, I told him, oh, I'm sorry. So I, there's, there was something going on. I had something on my mind. and Because uh, I didn't want to tell them any of this story about, you know, you hearing God. That's no. what our Lord had said to you. That's what I, that's what I heard and during the adoration. What do you want me to do with my life? And those were the words that he said. And then, you know, here it was just a, a few weeks later that on his card. Uh, and so it was a powerful experience I, when I saw that. And he knew he could tell something happened. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to tell them anything about uh -huh. hearing Jesus or anything. Because uh -huh. I didn't want them. To, I wanted them to get to know me before. Sure, sure. That way they think, think. You didn't want them to think you're a kook or something. Right, right. And now they know I'm a kook, but in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> right. So um, so he asked me that card. And then a couple of uh, months later, I go to that second come and see. And um, uh, meet the him there and some other people that are looking to join and so forth. And he's still not comfortable with allowing me to join because I'm older, beyond the age where oh. they normally accept people. And so he said, I'll put you in touch with our provincial. And the provincial is like the person who's over all of uh, the uh -huh. um, OLC uh, yeah. province. So I met him and he, he saw that, you know, he was looking over my stuff and saw that I attended daily mass. I was a Eucharistic minister and went to... Um, the hospitals and jails uh -huh. and things like that. So I was active in the parish. And so, you know, Don, we'll give you a shot. We'll give you a shot. And so that's, Isn't that's that wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Now, is that provincial, um, is he alive today? Yes, yes. He is still actually the provincial. He's been provincial for uh, eight years. Oh. Uh, and because um, technically I had not made my final vows until um, last year, 2016. Oh. Like, so like I said, you know, it's a, a delayed vocation. Some uh -huh. people say a later vocation. Um, so I've only been with the Friars for, um, since 2010. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, yeah. I hear the music. And what does that music mean? <laughs> we got a, we got some We got donation. a jingle bell. Yay. Yay. But this is a really good jingle bell, Brother Don. And here's why, you know, I don't know if you've heard this whole saga, but we usually come in here at 6 in the morning because there's people who commute to Chicago. Uh -huh. And we get them before they go on the train. There's this one woman, Denise, I won't mention her last name. But every time we've done a share-a-thon, my husband and I, we show up, 
He says, good morning, everybody, wake up. And then the <laughs> phone rings, and it's Denise. We call uh-huh. the train people, but I've never met her. So <laughs> the last couple days, we're supposed to be there at 6 in the morning. I show up to come in, and I can't get in the door. And I'm praying to Solanus Casey, Faustina was a door person, you know, right. praying to Andre Bissett. <laughs> no matter who I pray to, I can't get in. There's a key that was locked, and we couldn't get in. So this morning, I'm up at 4. I thought I would come in and get at 6 o'clock, and maybe wow. this donor would make a donation. Yeah. Guess what? What? Can't get in. Wow. Nope, no door. No matter all the angels and saints didn't have the power to open that door. So I thought, well, I'm just not going to get that donation. Guess who just donated? Yeah. Denise. Hey. Yes, Denise. Denise, we <laughs> love right. you. We love you. She donated three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my wow. She did, and she wrote a note. And Denise, we love you, and thank you so much. So that you might be our high host here. Ooh, so yeah. she just wrote a note. She said hi there. I just submitted my pledge. She's no longer working in Chicago, so she wouldn't have been able to listen anyway wow. after all that stress to get here, so that Denise could make her donation. But she says she's opening a Needlepoint store here in Libertyville in 2018, and she's listening a lot more. So, Denise, thank you so very much. And she's wishing us all the very best Christmas season and New Year. Denise, thank you so much. So she'll be right here near the studio. Oh, well, nice. Well, it we, is we hope nice. you'll come and see us, Denise. We're we going to look forward to meeting you. And so what will someone who donates $350 get, Joan? Well, she, for, for starters, she'll get our spiritual goodie bag, and she'll get, for sure, the Marytown Gift Shop Certificate. And I think probably um, um, a portrait of Pope St. John Paul II. Denise, you're going to love it. She oh. could put it in her shop. What is that yes. a good evangelization, Brother Donald, to Absolutely. have a oh, Pope John? You know, yeah. Denise, here's what we're going to do, Joan, while we're talking about it. Yeah. Just like we did at Salerno's. I say we all show up. Denise, would you like us to come and bless your shop? We could have a priest come. Oh, yeah. We could put. Remember, we did. Our, we did Mary and Tyre of Knots here oh, in, yeah. uh, in Salerno's Pizzeria. But Denise, uh, call the station. What's that number? She can call. Two two four two zero six eight four five five. I say we get that. We bless the place. We go in with a bucket of holy water, Denise. That's we wonderful. Bless yes. it. We that's put it. We'll get. Wouldn't that be magnificent? And we'll give you some promos on the year. Yes, we will. So that's it for three hundred fifty dollars. She gets the books. She gets Pope John Paul. She gets an extra special blessing, which would do anyway. And the Marytown gift certificate. And the Marytown gift certificate. And she gets a higher place in heaven. And and her gift will be matched. Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. No, no, oh, it's no, no. It has it's to not, be monthly. Oh, the only matches that we oh, I can see. do are monthly, monthly matches. Monthly, okay. But unless she wants to do $30 a month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Denise, call back. <laughs> <laughs> you can make that $350. We could, she could double the money. Yeah. Denise, yes. call us back if you're listening. 224-206-8455 in case you're open to the payment plan. <laughs> yeah. But either way, we're really, Brother Don, he's never going to come back on the air. Are you going to come back on the air, Absolutely. I'll be happy to. Delighted. So we just, and then I won't play Jingle Bell, but guess what? We had someone from Marytown call. Oh, yay. Yeah, yay. that's right. His name is Chuck. He said I could use his first name, Chuck. Oh. And Chuck, thank you so much. We were waiting and waiting for this. Mary. We won't put you on the hit list. Marytown just got off the list. Woo. Thank Woo. goodness. That's it. <laughs> 
So Chuck, thank you so much. Chuck donated a one-time donation of $50. Oh, and Chuck, right. that's a, thank you so very much. He's a Mundelein residence. Oh, that's resident. wonderful, Chuck. Yeah. That's right. And he's a new donor. Oh, beautiful. So ding, ding, ding. Chuck, thank you so much. Yeah, so that pays half our electric bill in the studio for the month of December. Wow, that's awesome. It is awesome. Thank Chuck, you, thank Chuck. Chuck, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Chuck. Come by and see us if you live in Mundelein. Yes, that's it. We'll get. We'll put a microphone on you and we'll <laughs> ask you to tell us everything that happened to you in your life. <laughs> if you go into, if he's going to Marytown, I'd say he's all he's all right. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. The absolutely. best we know in the world goes there. I think I know Chuck. You do. I think I've seen him at Marytown. So oh, thank yeah, you, he's Chuck. The one with We're the angel wings. Grateful, very grateful. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So thank you. So, brother John, we'll let you continue on with your story. Okay, yeah. So, okay. so let's see. So. So you became a brother. Yes. You got officially yes. installed yeah. or whatever you yeah. said. Or ordained, <laughs> is it? Is it? A no, no. Uh, we, it's, uh, we make our final vows. Final vows. Yes, yes. And mm -hmm. is that coming up? No, I, that was done in September uh, 3rd okay. last year. That's beautiful. Yes. In the parish of San, San Francisco de Paola in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, really? Yes, okay. I am. Yes, is, that, I am. is that St. Francis Paola? Yes, yes. Do you know who he's the patron saint of? No. Calabrese. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the one that we want. I just said we we blessed Salernos. Yeah, that's who we were looking to bring the statue of him, but we couldn't find one. Oh, I'll yeah. be. He's a patron saint to people from Calabria who they say are hard headed. Right. So there's a it's a huge Italian community there. They really? they uh, built that parish uh, during the depression. Like the bu wow. bunch of it was a huge uh, neighborhood with a bunch of Italians, and they built it so they could have their services there and in their language and so forth. He's and so he's a powerful. What a powerful intercessor. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you have him on your side. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, it was I was blessed in Marytown uh, in the hallway where they put me. There is a huge painting on the wall from the 1700s of San Francisco de Paola. So I pass really? by him every day when I head out of my room or to my room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Very nice. So now you were s you. They sent you then to Marytown. Is that correct? Yes. They, mm -hmm. Okay. So, and you don't know how long you'll be here. Or no, uh, because normally the, we have chapters that are happen every four years. Uh -huh. And um, but because I had just finished my master's in spirituality, I could no longer stay in the house where the students were at. Uh -huh. So it's, I was right in between chapters, and so I know the time will be here from uh, last year till 2018. Uh, whenever we have our mm -hmm. big chapter in 2018 and so we'll find out there has been some talk nothing has been uh, official or anything like that but there's been talk about possibly assigning me to uh, Assisi for my next really? assignment oh yes. my goodness would you like that yes I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword thing where I, I, would, I would love to be there and I spent a summer there uh, in ministry um, but it's a little bit of double-edged sword because I love Marytown. Yes. It's a beautiful place. It's special. I've been like to four or five different uh, retreat centers that we have around the U.S. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like Marytown. You know that. Tell me why, brother. What? What? What's the? Well, I tell you. Uh, I love it too. Yeah, but I'm just yeah, interested yeah. in your observation. Yes. You know the. Um, the Eucharist, exposed 24-7, yes. yes. it's always there for us. Jesus in our midst. Yes. Yes. And it's just a, just a very. Uh, you know, real presence is so many people think, you know, about uh, God out there and, and, you know, up in heaven and pray yeah. and so forth. But you walk in and you know that he's there, flesh and blood, yeah. soul and divinity. Yeah. And you feel that that power and that presence in a place that's been prayed in as much as Marytown for so many years, keeping yeah. that 24 hour adoration going. Uh, there's a presence there, yeah. you know, and you feel it. And um, 
that and then the combination of the friars kind of make it a unique thing because there's other adorations but uh-huh. you know the franciscan friars uh francis had such a devotion uh to the crucified christ and uh, and things of that nature and his charism is just all very much um embedded in marytown over yes, there yes. yeah and, and brother your love of the eucharist that touches me a lot yeah, of course because yeah. i love the eucharist and we have a had a, have an apostolate to promote devotion to the Eucharist. Oh, is that right? Through our books and so oh, okay, forth. okay. Uh, but so, do you recall when that love started, or your love of Jesus in, in the real presence? Uh, no, I can't. I can't say that I've really thought about it. To be okay. honest with you, I know that um, growing up Catholic, there was times that our, mo- our mom would bring us to uh, the church and different things like that, and she taught us a lot about our faith uh, and. I remember uh, going in the Eucharist as a child, and um, uh-huh. it, it seemed different, but I didn't really realize why or anything like that. It was just a, yeah. a, a special time, but I couldn't—I didn't yeah. have any kind of idea why. It was just—it yeah. was a place that I did enjoy going because uh, it was quiet. I think sure. I must—I must have. People have told me I have an old soul because I liked quiet, every, <laughs> even when I was younger. You know. <laughs> well, I'm with you. I, I like quiet too. Yeah. Perhaps why—that's why I like adoration so much. You know. Yeah. Being in God's presence is just powerful. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. So, okay, so I've always wondered, brothers, so do you have special jobs that you do? Or do you have, like, are you in charge of vocations? Or uh, what do you do over there? Yeah. Oh, well, like, so so for myself, I am the uh, National Director of Prison Ministry. Oh, prisons. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I missed yes, that ma'am. earlier. Okay. Yes, and, and it was interesting because uh, Andrew mentioned that. She saw that in my little uh kind of write-up that I had there uh, that had started doing that when I was in high school with my uh-huh. grandfather. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and it was interesting kind of like this circle that's come around because he was really there feeding us a lot as well uh, spiritually uh, in our Catholic faith and Your things grandpa. like that. My grandpa. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. beautiful. Yes, yeah. And so... Um, so do you go to the prisons or do you just write to them or what do you do? Our, our primarily, yes, is correspondence. Okay. We send out... Uh, Bibles, English and Spanish, and holy cards and rosaries and things like that. We have a list of about a little over 270 uh, facilities that we send material and things to. Uh-huh. And then the inmates write us and, uh, you know, are seeking some guidance and sure. things like that. Someone to journey with them spiritually. Sure. And so we things that we've started to do, we're trying to keep them in touch liturgically with what's happening in the church. So we've been sending out a lot of uh, information for Advent, getting them prepared yeah. for Advent yes. that season Christmas. and so forth. Yes. And then... Um, it doesn't matter if they're Catholic, right? They right. Just right. We, we send uh, information to just to whoever asks. Sure. Um, of course, the the Bibles and things we send they are Catholic, sure, and, but sure. but but we're open to anyone. We we correspond with people who are not Catholic and uh, but just want someone to guide them and talk with them and uh, as they're going through this because you know unfortunately uh, um, when they're incarcerated like that sometimes even their families don't want to talk to them. Oh they lose contact with the outside and they're just reaching out uh, for someone, Man. you know. And so the people who correspond. They really are like bringing the light of God into that valley of darkness for those people when they're there in the prison, mm-hmm. like reaching that light into them and sharing his love and, and guidance with them. Um, so it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a rewarding ministry for what me to be worthy, able to participate. What a worthy ministry. I mean, what yeah. a worthy endeavor. Yeah. You yes. know, to help, to really help people like that to, yes. who are so open and needy. Yes. You know, to be Christ to them. Yes. 
Yes, That's absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. Thank so you. If, if people wanted to help, what could they do? Well, um, there is, uh, it's interesting, like the, when people donate, a lot of times people are excited about donating Bibles and things like sure. that. Well, that is great. We, okay. we receive those. But something that uh, is, doesn't have as much um, glitter, and, yes, and they, yes. but is shipping. We need help with our sure. funds for shipping because yes. what good does it do to have all these materials if we don't have the money to sure. send it out? And sure. we're, we're always seem to be short on that end. Sure. So, <laughs> so send uh, money to you, to you at Marytown? Yes, yes, the Marytown Prison Ministry. Yes. Yes. And then also uh, correspondence. So we have just started this year... Um, Whenever the inmates write us, we scan their letters, uh -huh. and then we make those letters available through a secure link on someone's email. Uh -huh. So the email is between um, the person who's writing and Marytown. Uh -huh. They click on that little link, and the inmate's letter comes up. They read the letter, and then they can respond uh, oh. using Microsoft Word or Google Wonderful. or something. Click on the and it, it send the response back to Marytown, and we'll print it off and. Wonderful. send whatever the, the inmates are requesting and things like that. Wonderful. Yeah, and it allows the people, uh, gives them a buffer, number one, where they, they don't have to worry about, is this inmate going to figure out where I'm from or anything like this because yeah. it's all happening out of yes, Marytown yeah. and there's there's no right, connection right. there. I get it. Yeah, and then also um, it allows them to do it any time of the day or night. That They don't have to come here at a certain time, office hours. I, mean, I see. I think I know someone who does that. His oh, name is Don Fumo. Yes, yes. Yes, uh -huh, yes, yes. he is. He is. He's he is a friend. Uh -huh. He and I have corresponded or talked or, or met, actually, um, over a, a health drink that or a health uh, product that I used to um, help uh, distribute, uh, Juice oh, Plus. Okay. And uh -huh. he's a, a great devotee of eating and you know, healthy. So yeah, that brought us together. But we really have a, an association of through our faith. Uh -huh. So he was telling me the other day he's in the prison ministry. I'll be darned. Yes. So Angela. So I know I'm not hearing the jingle bells, but is it time to <laughs> to ask for help? <laughs> it's time to ask for help. Let's see. Oh no. 11.50. What are oh. we going to do about that? We can't stop time yet, can we? Oh, 11.50. <laughs> I think we should just keep Brother Don here. What I do you think, too. Joe? I do, too. He is so full of that Francisco <laughs> joy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Thank you. So the phone rang. Oh. Yeah. And Alex is writing furiously. I think it's all those zeros that he's writing down, <laughs> right? All Seven right. zeros after that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. We have all our budget made for the whole year. So what's that number they can call, Brother Don? It is uh, 224 206 8455. 224 206 or Joan, they can go online at WSFI org. And you can listen to us online too, you know that. Um, and that's what we're doing out there, Joan. We're yes. listening online. Oh, right. Okay. That's it. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying that's, what, that's the best way to listen. Of course. Like, turn it on and you can have it all day with you. Sure, sure. Yes. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead, brother. Oh. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know it cut her off in the middle of the jingle or anything. Okay. No, I think Brother Don has some more to share with us. Well, yes. Well, you know, there was another, um, when I was talking about different signs and things that's happened throughout my life, the Holy Spirit's um, made his presence felt in many different ways. And sometimes uh, it, I'm, I'm blessed whenever it's uh, not just with me, it's someone else that's been involved that can kind of help um substantiate them my, my feelings that it was from the Holy Spirit so I, I want to talk about this one time when I was in, in during our mass 
uh, one of the other uh, people that I was the living with, I looked over at him and I saw him. It looked like he was crying. But when I, when I was looking at him, he wasn't crying. But for some reason, I just saw him like, like he was crying. And then um, after Mass, I went over there and I, I asked him, I said, uh, is everything okay? Is your, or your, is your peace of mind disturbing me? He says, no, I'm fine. Why? What's, I said, no, we weren't doing anything. I just I felt prompted to come over and ask you if your peace of mind was okay or you just served. And he said, no, I'm fine. Everything's okay. And, he's, and then he began, well, you know, he said yesterday that um, he told me about this incident that happened the other day. And he said that he's fine today and there's nothing wrong. Thanks for asking. And, and even though he was telling me that he was fine, I just felt like there was, there was something else that was there that he wasn't sharing. And later I found myself, you know, w- wondering, uh, had I really heard something from the Holy Spirit that prompted me to go over there, sure. or was that my sure. vanity? You know, sure. uh, because this is something that I desire. I, I want to have that uh, union with the Holy Spirit, and I want to be able to listen and do the, the follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Sure. Sure. So I started wondering, is that my vanity, thinking that he was, the Holy Spirit asked me to go over there? And then, after I thinking about it for a while, I just felt like no, I, it was it was there but he just didn't want to say for some reason then a couple of days later he started making this joking comment we're saying something and he said uh, he pointed between myself and him and saying that we have this thing going with the holy spirit and i said well i I was doubting if i did because i thought the holy spirit prompted me to come over and talk to you after mass the other day but you told me there was nothing wrong and then he began to share that um that he had just got through, he was in that Mass, he was praying to the Holy Spirit for someone to come forward to be kind of like a tiebreaker of sorts for something that was going on in his life. And when I came over and asked him that, he, it, it threw him off. He, he didn't know what to wow. say. And he didn't, he didn't share that with me right away. It was too much of a shock for him, he said. And then, so after he shared that with me, I was just so grateful, um, number one, that he shared that with me, and it helped solidify my... Um, you know, belief in the Holy Spirit touching me and, and yeah. guiding me in certain ways. Yeah. And then also, when I thought about it, I, I was just, um, I, I mean, the, the Holy Spirit, when when he was calling out for someone, chose me to go over there. Nothing. You know, that was just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know why. Uh, I've been, I, like I said earlier, I was, I've been blessed beyond my merits. I don't deserve the things that, they, that he's blessed me with. But for some reason, maybe he just takes a little, you know, pitiful offering that I try to make and the, the sacrifices and things and then um, you just it's 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 humbling and confounding whenever these things like that happen and well, you uh, were the available and you were asking the Holy Spirit to yeah be, to be able to help people right yes yeah or to be able tr- to follow his lead to follow the promptings of and the Holy then Spirit boom, yes uh, it happens yes that's very beautiful yeah, yes, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. When we listen to the Holy Spirit, he will guide us. Yes. And he will show us, or he will close a door. Right. As he did with your fiancé. Yes, yes. Um, wow. Yes, and so when you're praying, it may not be the answer that you're looking for that you're going to get. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you have to be open and go with exactly. the, the, the direction of the Spirit. Yes, yes. And we got another. We can't let him leave. Yeah. Yeah. I say we just put his feet in cement and get there. Okay. So we gotta do a shout out. Another Saint Mary. See, all the all these parishes named after the Blessed Mother are coming forward for us. Oh, yeah. This one's Saint Mary Rockford. Oh. So the Diocese of Rockford is kicking in. Yay, we knew Rockford. you guys were in a different Woo-hoo. time zone or something. <laughs> but you're there and you did. Oh, that is so wonderful. That is so wonderful. 
She said that she is the Waldorf family and she has three students at Marion Central. So uh, we want to say hats off to you, Mary Beth. Hats off to you, Mary Beth. It's $20 a month, Joan. Oh, that's wonderful. So what do you get for $240? Well, well, for $250 or $20 a month? Well, 20 times 12. We're going to round up. It's Christmas, Joan. We'll round up. What do you say? Yeah. Let's just throw the whole book in. What do you get for $250? $20 a month would be $40 a month. Yes, and it turns into $40 a month. So, so what do we want to give Mary so, a thank you gift? Well, first of all, our goodie bag, our spiritual goodie bag, we'd love to send you that. And then we'll give you the Marytown Gift Shop Certificate and a beautiful portrait of Pope St. John Paul II. Uh, that Brother Bill sketched. They, these are, there's only 125 in existence, well now less, signed copies. So they're, they're going fast and when people look at this portrait, they, they say, their reaction is, oh my gosh. You gotta love it. It's Pope John so Paul. beautiful. He looks right at you and he's so real. So he's, he's really, I think he's part of this uh, WSFI now because we've been promoting his portrait and he loves what we're doing so may he bless you uh, Mary Beth for what you're doing for us thank you and we might be able to give her a Mary Immaculate Queen yes of thanks course thanks to the Sheriff yes. we're working so hard over here <laughs> right. I, Irene is so hospitable isn't she yes she's wonderful and, and Alex so is, is such Alex. a hard worker he's the yeah poor Alex Irene is sick today oh she was in all day yesterday and she's been cooking for us and, oh. um, and Alex is handling the phones so they came in with these beautiful prints of Mary Immaculate Queen. Oh, wow. Aren't they gorgeous? Yeah. Do you think we should give one since it's Christmas to Brother Don? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Yes, oh, absolutely. It. Yes, sure. beautiful. beautiful. You can go right next to St. Francis of Paola. All right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Joan. Oh, yes, coming. So. Yes. Yeah. So we just want to say thank you so much to Mary of Rockford. We'll send her that. Yes, of course. And maybe a few other goodies. And we thank you for for contributing. It means everything to us, to you. And we'll and God bless you with your children uh, at Catholic High School. Thank you for doing that. Beautiful. Poor brother Don. He can't get a word in edgewise. You know why? Because <laughs> we get another donation. No. Wow! It's yeah. Just cats and dogs. Here. All right. Yes, <laughs> so. it's so wonderful. And this is a donation of twenty dollars a month. Excellent. Nice. Yes, that is. Yes, we are. Samantha, she came to our healing conference. Oh, good. Samantha. Yes. yes, Samantha, you are awesome. She is a great supporter of the radio station, and we just want to. She just sent me a text. That I want to make sure that you don't miss out on this match. So oh. it's another $20. So $20 is $40. So it's $40. Wow. So yes. we can do a lot with that, Angela. Can't we can we? do a lot. We have up to a $500 match. I think we're not halfway there yet, yes. but there's plenty of time. We have six more hours. Yes. We have five more minutes of Brother Dawn to work as miracles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? So thank you, Samantha. So we'll be sending you the spiritual goodie bag. We'll and send her uh, several goodie bags is what she'd like us to oh, send. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to send her a little package from WSFI of with much love. Of course, of course. And my book, My Daily Eucharist, if you don't already have it. Yes. Um, so we I hope sure you'll will. enjoy that. We sure will. You know, Brother John, we um, we were going to use 12 o'clock as the hour to kind of yes. gather. Uh, we usually do the Angelus at 12. Are you familiar with that prayer? Yes. You are? Okay, so we're going to take a quick break before we wrap up, and then we'll be back at 12 o'clock with the Angelus. How's that sound? Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Okay.
Connie Anderson. I'm an account rep with Lighthouse Catholic Media. I'm with the Legion of Mary, and I'm also a recent convert to the Catholic faith. And you're listening to listener-supported WSFI Antioch, 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, converting hearts for Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Angelus. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, And she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. 88.5 FM Catholic Radio Sherathon. Operators are standing by now to take your tax-deductible pledge. Call 224-206-8455. That's 224 224- 206-8455 or donate online at wsficatholicradio.org So welcome back everyone. We are on day three of the share I didn't know if we were going to make it this morning when I got out but it looks like uh, Brother Don is here working some miracles for the intercession of St. Francis of Assisi. I think that's what it is, Brother uh, Don. Okay. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you so much. I won't play Jingle Bells, uh, but want to thank Lorraine so much. Lorraine is from my hometown, from Grace Lake, and she is the current donor. And I want to thank her so much for her donation of $25 a month. So $25 wow, a month. Huh? What is that under the new math? That's $50 a month, it's right? It's $50 a month. That's so, right. Lorraine, that's wonderful. That brings <laughs> us even closer. So, we're about halfway there in our goal. For those of you who are just tuning in, it's high noon, and uh, we heard Father Jim Nicky leave us, lead us in the Angelus. But we have someone who's offered to donate $500, up to $500 a month. But the trick is that what we have to do is raise from our listeners $500 a month. So right now, I believe we're closer to 250, Brother Donald. But, okay. But the night is young, as they say. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Lorraine, thank you so much. And if you're out there listening, there's never been a better time to call and donate. But what number would they call? They would call 224 
206-8455. That's right. And it's special <coughs> blessing because uh, Brother John agreed to stay in the studio for us because we were cutting him short the whole time. We had so many of you <laughs> callers calling in during his hour. So, Brother John, continue on with where you left off. You were talking about signs. Yes, yes. And the last one that I mentioned uh, was when, uh, you know, the individual that I spoke to um, came forth and let me know that he was praying at that time for someone, for the Holy Spirit to send someone to kind of like be a tiebreaker to um, help him make this decision that he needed to make. And, um, you know, just the fact that for, for some reason, the Holy Spirit chose me to go over there and speak to him was a, a very humbling uh, experience and something that, um, you know, I, I know that I, I'm not worthy. It's nothing, no merit that I've done. It's, it's a gift where you open yourself up. And that gift is available to anyone. Like, it's not um, something that it's, uh, you're religious, so you have different, uh, you know, kind of special something relationship. The relationship was one for us. Um, through the life of Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, uh, death, resurrection. And then he sent, you know, in Pentecost, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit to everyone. So that relationship is already there. Christ gave us that. It's the Holy Spirit dwells within us. All we need to do is to quiet our minds and quiet our hearts and listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, which is which is part of the reason why I love being at Marytown in front of uh, the Eucharist, the Eucharist adoration. You know, it's like you, there's just everything is cut off, and you're you're there with Christ, uh, the true presence of Christ, and to be able to hear that and respond to that, um, that's like a, a feeding ground where where things happen. You know, you know my fav- one of my favorite things in addition to the Eucharist yeah. is about Marytown. What's that? No narthex. Oh, oh! I, you know, after mass, <laughs> when you go right. to the parishes, right? It is so much noise. Yeah. And you know, I'm trying to do that. Uh, you know, soul of Christ sanctuary. I'm trying to do certain oh. prayers to oh. like make that moment count, especially yeah. on weekends when I'm not rushing in my lunch hour. And yeah. But I, it, you know, people talk more in church. I think now yes. is that. Have you noticed? Yes. That? Yes. Absolutely. And that Marytown, like you said, it's it's that beautiful. The quietness is so yeah. loud. Yes. You know, it's yes. so beautiful. Yes. And 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is blessing. You know, one of the things also, whenever I, I share stories like this, and there's many that I've been blessed with throughout my the the seven years that I've been with the Friars, but. One of the things people talk about is, uh, you know, doesn't it say in the gospel you're not supposed to ask for a sign, and that's an unfaithful generation that looks for it, and none will be given except for the sign of Jonah. You know, people mention that type of thing. And there's there's a difference uh, um, because that w- in that gospel, uh, Matthew's gospel, you know, it's the Pharisees and Sadducees uh, just before that, the verse before that, where they're, they, they don't believe. They're asking for proof. Prove to me. Show me some sign or sort of, some sort of uh, sign. Uh, and that is where that they talk about it's an unfaithful generation that seeks a sign. But it, there's a lot of places where, um, you know, even Christ says it's okay to ask for a sign. Basically, whenever um, Isaiah was talking with the king of Israel and there was a big war that was going on powerful alliances were being made and he was trying to shore up the faith of the king of Israel and um, he said you know um, you can ask for a sign ask anything you that you want make it as deep as shoal or as high as the sky but the king said that I will not ask I will not ask I will not tempt the Lord you know and so then um, 
the, God basically says, you won't ask for a sign, but I will give you a sign. The king of kings is coming. And then it's, and, you know, he says, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. So it, it's okay if you're praying for a sign like the way that I was praying for a sign and other people pray for signs is... Um, we're like little children, you know, like a little five-year-old ch- child looking up to your dad for guidance when you're lost, you don't know where to go, you, you, need, you need help, and you're asking for a sign, guide me. That's what, that's what God wants. He wants that childlike dependence on him, and that's when he gives you those signs. He doesn't give signs to people who are saying, prove to me or show me that you're a God. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a disposition. Yes. It's yeah. a disposition. You can have people. It sounds like that's what the... You're at why you're asking for it. Yes, yes, absolutely. So when you want to please him. Yes. He said, oh, Lord, what direction do I go in? I want, he, you want to do what he wants you to do yes. because he wants you to do it. Yeah. And the other one is like, prove it. Right, right, <laughs> right, yeah. And that's a big distinction that people need to make, you know, that, that, it, that that's, that's the difference. That's, that's what the difference is, is where you're coming from. What's your point of view that you're coming from? Why, why are you asking for this, you know? Yes. Yeah. Do you see do you see signs still? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I was just sharing so with someone the other day that I was uh, I was out in the garden. I was working, pulling some weeds and things like this, and uh, all of a sudden it came to me about the humility, uh, like Francis, whenever he encounters a leper, and I thought of some other things, and there was like three different thoughts, and I, I kept going back to like Francis, we met the leper. Francis, we met the leper, and then I realized these were the the first four of them were the first. Uh, were the gifts of the Holy Spirit and so I felt I, I need to I need to write this down so I left the garden I went up to her room I wrote I wrote everything down and I just waited for the next three signs to come and it, it the Holy Spirit shared with me basically um, the encounter with Francis was broken down into seven different steps each one of those steps is when he received one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit I spoke with my uh, superiors about it and a couple other uh, Franciscans who are um, doctors at universities and things like that. That is an original interpretation, even though that that's, um, event with Francis and the leper happened almost you know, 800 years ago. Tons of people have, been writ- have written about it, and all kinds of studies have been done, but this is an original interpretation. They said that's, no one's ever come up with that before. Uh, and I didn't come up with it. It was like it was one of those gifts that was just given to me. Infu- and like so almost infused knowledge. Or, yeah, yeah. Yes. Is that, well, what do you call that gift when you can... See, so it's a mystic, right? That could see. Oh, something Lordy, that, I don't know if I want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, it's just, uh, just insight. S- yeah, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it was just good. It, it was just one of those things where uh, it it just came to me, and I realized in the when I was there in the garden that these are the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, the first four, and so I knew I needed to write it down because I, I, I wanted to make sure I had that, and uh, you know, it, once again, it's just one of those things where. It's a blessing to have. I was seeking, even though I was in doing a daily chore, cleaning up in a garden, uh, you don't have to be in the chapel in front of the Eucharist to, to pray and be with God. He can answer you wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, because of the, the temple that dwells within you, that the Holy Spirit is, that has it there. You can go there anytime it travels with you. Well, you know, it's so funny, the symbolic nature. It began yeah. in the garden, right? Yeah, when yeah. Eve was messing around where she shouldn't have been, you know, when right. she was going around there. <laughs> we had Kyle Clement in here. I don't know if you heard that oh, show. Yep. But yeah. Kyle was talking about Adam and Eve, and, he, and people were saying to him, you know, 
you know, that's kind of a harsh thing. You know, here she is, and she just bites the apple, and that's it. Uh-huh. And Kyle explained. He said, you know, in that confidier, I've sinned in my thoughts yeah. and in my words. Yeah. And he said, what was she doing hanging around that tree to begin with? She had already sinned. Uh-huh. Because he said, do you think she had to, like, shimmy around that tree? <laughs> you know, Kyle. Right, yeah. She yeah. had to shimmy around that tree? No, right. she, was, she was giving in to the temptation just yeah. even being there. That yes. was her first sin. And the action, it's like, you know, we used to be taught about the proximate cause of sin. Yeah. To not put yourself in the occasion of sin. Yeah. So if you have an addiction issue... Should you really be sitting there with the bottle of open scotch next to you? Right. You know, that kind of a thing. And so he was talking about that whole thing about the garden. Yeah. And so it began in a garden. Yeah. And then it ended in a garden, right? The whole yeah. Mount of Olives. Yes. And then Mary Magdalene in the garden. Yeah. And it's so interesting, like that garden, why that's so close to the heart of the Lord. Uh-huh. You know, that that's where you were laboring in the garden. Yeah. In a hum- humble way, and the Holy Spirit came to you. Yes, yeah. And it's so beautiful. Yes, it was a blessing, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And Francis, of course, had a very special um, relationship with nature. I mean, he he was the first one that t- spoke about Mother Earth in the, in his poem, uh, The Canticle of Brother Son. He talks Mother Earth and uh brother son sister moon he he labels all these things uh like their family because he realizes the connection the oneness uh w- with nature and god and humanity and everything we're, we're all connected well and pope john paul said that man is high priest of nature mm. so that as man goes nature follows yeah so that you know i always used to say the reason i was getting monarchs in my garden was uh-huh. because of marytown oh yeah crazy? well yeah because i think what a treasure Marytown is with the yeah. adoration, 24 by 7. Yes. I, I just think it gives us, you know, man being high priest of nature, I think it gives spiritual protection Yes. here to the residents of Lake County. It's kind of like, you know that story with Maximilian Colby and how he built his friars yeah. with the bomb being dropped in Japan? Yes, you yes, know that story? yes, yes, absolutely. Again, it's, maybe you want to share it, that spiritual power. Okay, yeah. So he, uh, Maximilian travels to Japan. He doesn't know the language. He doesn't have uh, funds or anything, but he has a call. Mary's calling him to go to Japan to start his ministry there. And he's there. Um, he, he comes, he lands on his feet, basically. Um, he meets students in, in Japan who are wanting to learn English, so he starts teaching them English. And within a month, he has his uh, Maculata magazine started printing in, in Japanese, and up it's up and running. And so then he's inspired to write, and, I mean, to build a friary. The people were telling him, here's where you need to build the friary, because this is where all the people are. It would be easy for people to come. And Maximilian was saying, no, I, th- I think I need to build on the other side of the mountain. And they were saying, no, because, you know, and they were giving these, but kind of back and forth. And then he said, I-, I-, I think Mary is calling me to build on the other side of the mountain. Well, that ended the conversation right there. So they built on the other side of the mountain. And then a few years later, um, the bomb was dropped. The bomb was dropped on the side of the mountain where everyone was saying they should build. But he built on the opposite side. And there was no, hardly no fallout at all from the bomb there you know the atomic bomb dropping because it was on the opposite side of the mountain they were shielded by the mountain and he opened up the friary as a hospital sort of taking in people there and helping out um you know recover from that bomb being dropped that's something right a spiritual sign yes ladies and gentlemen you're listening to brother don Dasana. He is from Marytown Franciscan Friary which is the national shrine of Maximilian Colby and if you haven't been there it is it is a life where I used to tell Father Grigas 
this is crazy, but I would go for adoration and I'd say, Father Gregus, you're so lucky you live in Mary's womb. Yeah. He said, why are you calling wow. this Mary's womb? And I said, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> but when I, when I go to Marytown, I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know what it is. There's something, her physical presence feels so strong there. Yeah. And there's yeah. such a, there is so many miracles. I mean, miracles that happen from the heart. Yes. Yes. So many beautiful things that happen. So, uh, how can someone go to Marytown? Do you know? Can you give us a where is it? And if you're from Wisconsin or from uh, the Moon, <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't heard of Marytown because we're always talking about it right. here on WSFI right. Radio, it is in. It's in Libertyville, sixteen hundred West Park Avenue in Libertyville. Um, it's directly across the street from Carmel High School. Our property is basically connected with Mundelein Seminary as well. So we have that great uh, seminary back there where um, priests are being formed and they can kind of walk through the back um, woods and come over into Marytown and have quiet time over there. So that's and, that's where we're located. And Marytown's been so generous. Father Cloat donated five $20 gift certificates to, I love I love your gift shop. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. if, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been to the gift shop at Marytown, I mean, this would be a great day right before Christmas. Yes. The first thing you notice is they have that Trappist Monk coffee brewing. <laughs> is that unbelievable? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's great. They have yeah. that. That It's like going into like a little oasis in the desert, you know. It's, they have beautiful, inspirational books. Yeah. They don't yell at you if you pick that book up and you're reading it right then <laughs> and there because you don't want to put it down. Right. right? They're right. so gracious. They're so helpful. Yeah, yeah. They're so helpful. The people there, they're not just people that don't love the Catholic faith, so they're able to help you with different gifts and beautiful statues. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a treat. Yes, and I know uh, right now, Steph, the manager over there, has some um, sales going on and different things like that for Christmas, kind of make it easier on the on the pocketbook when you get those discounts. So uh, yes, it would it be a great time does. to shop. It is a great time. And then I have to put in a shameless plug for Brother Augustine. Uh-huh. So he makes those soaps? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Brother Augustine. Now, this you can't get anywhere else. Where, yeah. where does he make the... Yes, um, it's, it's handmade. He he picks out the different um, fragrances and things that he likes and then mixes them and uh, creates the soap by hand and cuts them with, you know, the little cord and everything like that and wraps them up individually. And it's a beautiful smell. Um, I'm fortunate enough where the prison ministry is... Um, in the basement, not too far from where he does his work, so it's like a, you know, the fragrance down there is just coming through, uh, oh. permeating the area. is beautiful. And those and soaps uh, really last. Yeah. It's not it's like nice. when you get like a, no offense, but an ivory soap or something. You buy it in the supermarket and yeah. it disappears before you know it. Right. There's something about those handmade soaps. They sound like they're a little bit on the pricey side, but wash for wash, it's a right. bargain. It's right. a bargain. <laughs> so listen, we haven't heard our phone ring. It's two two. What's the number, brother? It is two two four two zero six eight four five five. And one more time. Two two four two zero six eight four five five. And brother John, we're getting up to the twelve thirty hour. Do you want us? Do you have some closing remarks that you want to make or? Uh, just good. Yeah, just for everyone to, to realize that uh, the Holy Spirit and God, Mary, everyone wants to have a relationship with you. They've done everything that they need to do. It's, uh, it's on our part now to open ourselves up, to make ourselves available for them. Even if it's just a little time throughout the day, you have a little break to stop and kind of quiet your mind and uh, realize the presence of the Holy Spirit within you and that connection that you have. 
and uh, allow them to be the guide in your life. Well said, Brother John. You've been an excellent host. I think we'll have you you. back. Okay, thank thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, 224-206-8455. We have to uh, ask you again to please call in your monthly support so that we can take advantage of a man. Of the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio Sheriff. Operators are standing by now to take your financial pledge. Call 224 206 8455. That's 224 206 8455. Or donate online at WSFI Catholic Radio.org. We now return you. To this regularly scheduled program. It's there. And they were definitely involved. There's no 